This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another additional Husker Online show. Man, a, a lot has happened um, over the last few days, uh, last week, since we last talked to you um, last Wednesday here on the show from uh, our Husker Online studios. And uh, the big news, obviously, and I don't think we're that shocked, but obviously Trey Walters has moved on and um, Matt Lubick ha- has moved in as Nebraska's new offensive coordinator. And and that's really about all we know at this point. I mean, Matt Lubick hasn't really done, other than going on the Husker Sports Network, he hasn't done a lot of um, – he hasn't done an interv- any interviews at all. So uh, we don't really have a good read on, you know, what the dynamics of his role is going to be in terms of, say, play calling and and, and whatnot. Um, Sean Callahan here with Robin Washett and Nate Klaus. But I, I guess our first reaction – you know, to me, Robin, it wasn't a hire that just moved the needle because it happened so quickly. It was a Friday night at six o'clock. Um, you know, I joked with Sipple, our, our our colleague. You know, all the sports talk, all the thirty six hours of daily sports talk radio went off the air on Friday at six, so there weren't a bunch of guys that, that could yell and scream about things about the hire and and, and what happened. And um, so, you know, it, it just seemed very status quo to me how this all played out. Yeah, I, I'm sure that was part of the intent of when that uh, hiring was announced and even the Walters um, you know, movement uh, came out. But I think it also had to do with just how turned up the rumors got over the course of the week with you know, the Mickey Joseph stuff and um, all the other you know, potential hirings and firings that had already been made on message boards and social media that uh, you know, Nebraska was starting to look bad through this process by keeping their silence. And I think they kind of were hoping to wait for Walters to land on his feet and, and make it a, a kind of a smooth transition for him. But, you know, they eventually just kind of had to get it over with. And so that's why, you know, within the span of just a, a few hours, uh, Walters is officially uh, let go, and then uh, Lubick is brought mutually on separated. Yeah, mutually separated. Yeah, mutually separated. Yeah, right. That's, a, that's what you and your girlfriend used to say when you broke up in <laughs> high school or it's college. Just for the best, you for guys mutually yeah. separated. Yeah. So uh, it's not you; it's me. The timing of it clearly leads you to believe that this thing had been in the works for a long time, and which makes more sense that they were waiting for for Walters to take care of his stuff. Uh, to announce it. But uh, in the end, I think that Frost got the guy that he wanted in his statement. He said he was the only guy they reached out for the job. And, you know, who knows how much truth there is to that. But I, I believe it. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I, I think he was I think he would have been the guy if Walters didn't come here in the first place. I think Matt Lubick was the guy two years ago. And, you know, the people that know Frost, that knew the dynamics there, he couldn't afford Matt Lubick at Central Florida. That was the difference. He can afford Matt Lubick at Nebraska. When you're an Oregon and a Washington offensive coordinator, Central Florida can't make that higher. Right. But Nebraska can. Good point. Good point. So, yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense just with that pre uh, existing relationship. Um, the fact that it happened so quickly uh, in the span of a few hours on Friday shows that uh, this thing had been brewing for a while. Yeah, they, Nebraska totally had to rip the Band-Aid there by – putting out that statement um, about Walters and they've used some fancy words and everything but uh, the fact of the matter is I think uh, Lubick was their guy and I think he has been for for quite a while and, and it just made sense to go ahead and do it now but I think they would have rather had Walters you know pick up a new job so it looked like you know he was moving on on his own or whatever but um, you know, I, I like it. I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I like the hire. I think it makes sense. Um, they've wor- have worked hand in hand for, for quite a few years, some really good years at Oregon. 
Uh, and that offense, I mean, <clears throat> it was top five in the nation for the three years when when Frost was the offensive coordinator there and, and uh, Lubick was the, the passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach. Um, you know, and, and I think if you from depending on who you talk to, it sounds like these two are in lockstep with the offense and they think similarly. They they are good at bouncing ideas off one another. And, and I think that's what Frost may need up in the up in the box. You know, when when he's calling a play or, or if if Lubick is seeing something from from up there, he can suggest something that maybe Frost hasn't seen yet or or be one step ahead of him and know how he's thinking or what he's setting up. And and uh, I think that's something that's really going to pay off. Plus, uh, you know, the wide receivers had kind of been a disappointment under uh, Troy Walters. Recruiting and, and development. Yeah, recruiting and development. And, and I think that Lubick, everything you look at is that, uh, I mean, shoot, he was the, the wide receiver coach of the year in, in 2012 at Duke. Um, you know, and, and he's been a recruiting coordinator. He's got a lot of connections to the West Coast. I mean, everything about it, in my opinion, uh, looks like a pretty big upgrade. Yeah, when you talk about the recruiting and, and development of guys, um, take out Wandell Robinson, um, the other three freshmen. I don't want to say it felt like Nebraska went over, but the fact that those three guys really couldn't get on the field when Nebraska really needed receivers on the field this past year, um, that wasn't a good look if you're the wide receivers coach because the position to me had never been as decimated as it been was this past year at times. I mean, hell, you would have liked to have had a Brian Reimers this past year because he would have been able to help you more than the guys that were playing because Nebraska lacked physicality, execution, route running, etc. And, you know, there, there were a lot of factors. And um, that position has to get better for this entire offense to work. Yeah, no question. There's nowhere to go but up for that group. And what was especially frustrating about those young guys, it seemed like every week that Troy Walters talked after practice. He's on the coom. There's be a question about, you know, how about those young receivers? Anybody close to cracking the rotation? You'd be like, oh, yeah, they're close. You know, they're they're ready. They just need to, a little bit more fine-tuning, and, and they're going to be a they're factor for door. us. And yet none <laughs> of them played. And if they did play, it was the most insignificant snaps uh, of the season. And so that was the most frustrating part, I think, for a lot of people. Is you would hear about how uh, many flashes these guys had and how close they were to finally cracking it, and yet they never – made an impact. And so, um, you know, I don't know where those guys stand right now because that room is about as wide open. You have two guys that are proven commodities in that receiving group. And then it's just... Well, Omar Manning's going to move in pretty quick. So, I mean, there's there's another spot right there, but, you know, we need more than three. And so that that rotation is up for grabs right now with a total clean slate with a offensive coordinator slash receivers coach that uh, is going to come in and do a thorough evaluation of everybody in that room and so this spring is going to be fascinating to watch with that group as to far as far as that, how that competition goes and uh, what kind of Lubick's take on that on the status of that group is and, and where they need to go going forward yeah really not a bad situation for him to to walk into when you're adding a guy like Omar Manning and Alante Brown and Marcus Fleming and, and a lot of these new uh, new faces that Nebraska just signed. I think you you combine those with some of the guys on the roster, and uh, he definitely has some talent to work with. And and I'm interested to see you know exactly how those guys kind of factor in, or or if we see anybody out of that group really emerge right right out of the gates. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show, and that leaves us to really there's only one other kind of question that has to get established with this coaching staff, and that's who's going to handle the special teams. Um, today, right now, here as we sit Wednesday, all signs point to Sean Snyder. I've had multiple people that you know are tied to the K-State football world that have said that this is a done deal. Now, it hasn't been announced yet um, by Nebraska. Um, it may not be announced till later in the week here, um, but it will be an interesting dynamic if a Snyder is up here coaching special teams 
for Nebraska in, quote, an analyst role, but we know that you can get pretty creative with those roles. Yeah, and we, I think we talked about this last week, that uh, you can basically do everything as, a, as an analyst outside of you know the, the majority of the on-field instruction. And uh, you look back to last year with DeWitt's health situation, I mean, the staff is already handled uh, by committee coaching special teams. And so, you know, if it's an analyst, um, which it sure seems to be, uh, that's probably going to take a, a lot off their plate, not only in just game planning, but you look at how much emphasis they put on their freshmen and, and freshmen rotating in and out and utilizing their four games based off special teams. And I remember Eric Chenander said every week we're kind of debating and arguing about this. Well, now you have a guy that can devote basically the majority of his time to handling that sort of stuff, which takes a lot of unnecessary thought and uh, stress off the the rest of the staff's plate. Um, and, you know, with the, you look at Snyder's work at uh, Kansas State, I mean, that's one of the things they're known for is, you know, just consistently productive and efficient special teams that rank right up towards the, you know, the best in the country in all units. And so you talk about an area of um, the game that Nebraska drastically needs to improve upon. Uh, special teams needs to be covered, I think, in, in a more full-time capacity, even if it is uh, through an analyst position. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious about the, the uh, you know, the awkwardness level of, <laughs> of it all. I mean, uh, I'm sure that, <clears throat> you know, Snyder had, you know, there's been many years where he probably despised Nebraska, and uh, now it looks like he's going to be uh, wearing wearing the scarlet and cream colors himself. So, uh, I mean, that's to me, that's a pretty interesting dynamic. I know, you know, Frost spent a year down at Kansas State, so he's obviously kind of familiar with, with Sean and, and, of course, his dad, Bill. But, um, yeah, th I, I don't know. I'm curious – to kind of see, you know, if it does play out that way, like we think it will, you know, what uh, what Nebraska fans will will think of that if they'll embrace it because of his track record as a special teams coordinator and, and what he's done, or or if uh, if they'll kind of push back on that just because he's a K State guy and a Snyder. It will be so much behind the scenes, though. I don't even think you'll get a, an opportunity to really react right. because you know who was that guy? Gary well, Nebraska fans will react. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I, I'm going to look at it like Gary Darnell when he came here as a former head coach analyst behind the scenes. I mean, it, it's going to be a guy that you have to be a pretty hardcore, and we are tied to a lot of the hardcores yeah. <laughs> daily. Uh, we run into him quite a bit, hear from him quite a bit on Husker Online, but uh, we're going to stick with Sean Snyder on that subject. Matt Hall, the publisher or the editor of K-State Online, uh, joined me, um, and, and he gave his thoughts on Sean Snyder and, and what he could potentially bring to Nebraska. That's next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.